0: Good evening everybody and welcome to the Pack Rugby Show. It's Wednesday evening. It's stormy, it's sexy. It's apparently hailing outside but we're going to power through anyway. Tonight it is absolutely heaving. Joining us in about 10, 15 odd minutes we have the hero from the Fiji and just on the weekend. Kemu Valatini will be calling all the way in from Fiji. On top of that... Tongan Thor is going to be joining us for a yarn as well. It'll be good to get him on the blower. We've yeah. seen, oh, we've only got the best of him in the back seat of the car with Rob Leota and uh, Pone and uh, Alex Murphy. So it'll be good to get uh, the big horse on the blower as well, just to get his thoughts on what's happening in, in rugby in the moment. Again, heaps of footy we've got to discuss. There's a lot of pack news we want to get into. But before we can do any of that, I uh, want to introduce our starters for this evening. Let me rephrase. Our starter, unfortunately, Doss is a late scratching, so Dal's riding pine all by himself, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, uh, Doss' missus is misses his, uh, right on the brink of having a bub, so he uh, he had to pull the pin uh, last minute, <laughs> which is all well and good. And then, uh, look, we lose one of our starters, one of the guys that really holds this place together it is, Doss. But thankfully... Big Fat Darce is by himself tonight. Yes. The krill switch couldn't be here, so Big Fat Darce. Kick it out. Look at that. Laying down on the couch oh, all man. by himself. The battler's bench. Big Fat Darce, how you feeling, mate? You excited? Good and
1: roomy. I'm excited. Nothing weighing me down, right? It's hailing, as we talked about before. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, We're well going to get a good one, I think.
0: Let's rip through it, because if it is hailing... Well, then, we're all doomed, I suppose. But there's plenty of things we want to discuss before we, uh, as I said, Kemba will be joining us in about uh, 10, 15-odd minutes all the way from Fiji. But plenty of big news. And um, in particular, Dallin, get your thoughts on this. There's so much being said around the Lions series two years from now. There's a huge amount of footy to be played over the, in, in Australia over the next 10 years and culminating essentially with the start of that Lions series. And there's a lot of chat that is pretty much a done deal that Brizzy probably won't actually have one of the tests. Sydney and Melbourne already locked in uh, from long-term government deals, but Brizzy's probably not going to get one of the test matches.
2: Well, it's absolutely gutting, isn't it? I mean, as a, as a, as a Brisbane person and, and someone who's dr- grown up here, you know what I mean? It's, it's synonymous with the Lions series and, and having them here, so it's, it's obviously devastating for the state. But at the same time, it's it, it's wonderful to, you know, if it is South Australia or, or WA, whichever it is, it's wonderful for those two to to have the opportunity to host it.
0: I mean, it, what do you do, Dars? I mean, like, that. look, the Lions tour, no matter which way you skin it, there's plenty of football to be played. So they are going to go to emerging markets anyway. You know, Townsville, South Australia probably would have got one, WA definitely, all this sort of stuff. So do you take away from the what is arguably... The second, if not the strongest rugby playing um, state in Australia, one of the biggest opportunities to host a lot like a major showpiece event to go to another state when they're probably going to get a bit of love anyway? Or, or do you think it is a great opportunity for WA or South Australia?
1: Well, it, it, it obviously is that, but you've you just got to remember the last Lions tour, the amount of effort that the Queensland government, Brisbane went to where they re-leveled the whole of the Gabba just so they could play that game at the Gabba in Brisbane, because were they 2001. doing Corp at the time? Or? 2001,
0: yeah, it was still getting... Like, the amount
1: of effort, and, and that was a packed crowd, that was just a. I absolute, was there, the it was city. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was when
0: I first heard the bullshit chant, and I was like, <laughs> and it's like, what are they saying? <laughs> and my brother and I were like, pretty sure they're saying bullshit, this is cool ass. That's <laughs> oh, rugby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I think another kid was like, Dad, what are they saying? He's like, oh, they're just upset. It's they're just but, up. like, it was yeah. absolutely awesome. Like, you think about what... Lions tests have meant to Brizzy, Mm. that 2001 uh, match. I think that was the first one of the series and uh, the Lions went up. Brian O'Driscoll played the house down in 2013 or whatever it was. That was, I think it was Izzy Flowers' debut. Two tries on debut, everyone was just shitting their pants over just how good it was. So, like, there's a pretty storied history in regards to Lions tests in Brisbane. And, like, it it would be... it's said that it's about a million bucks is the difference between going with WA or South Australia and Brisbane. I mean, yeah. can you afford to turn that away, Dal? If you're Rugby Australia, yeah, can you afford to?
2: Probably not.
0: But when you look at what's coming up, like sometimes the bigger picture is outside of the monetary value, you know, but... You know what I mean? Like I <laughs> don't know. Maybe
2: they're looking at it from a perspective of the Lions are going to play the Reds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so there's that opportunity f- to fill the stadium. Obviously, have that. Could you not have taken
0: that up to Townsville then?
2: Yeah, you probably could. I think
0: Atco wrote an article the other day just outlining it. Queensland has a higher number of rugby players over rugby league players. Like probably the only state in Australia, or, or rugby league versus rugby union state in Australia, that can argue that they can do so. And to be able to give Townsville Reds versus Lions and then have everybody come back for a Lions test at Suncourt, like, I don't know. It, it it could be a huge missed opportunity, but then again, a million bucks is a million bucks and grow the game in WA where it's pretty strong is pretty good. So, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Mate, it, it, I think we're biased
0: because we I just want to go to the good Lions God. game and
1: Suncourt I, I, would be sick. To be honest, I would like to go to that game. <laughs> Um, you know, but yeah, it's one of those ones, uh, it it would be a giant shame, but then again, those emerging markets, it would be great to see that. But yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, but it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens from that. Um, now, interesting one coming out of the team list for the Tars was actually announced just earlier on today. I want to get your thoughts on this, Dallin. So we've seen now Max Jorgensen handed the starting 15 jersey as an 18 year old Ben Donaldson moving into 10 two things A that's a huge amount of responsibility that DC is lumping onto the shoulders (coughs) of Max Jorgensen and obviously he's up to the task but B do you think this is the best TARS backline they've got with Donaldson Jorgensen running the show
2: it's a tough one I definitely think they're the best when Donaldson's at 10. I, yep. I love him more at 10. I think he's a lot more direct. I think he gets around the park a lot better. I think he's more of that level of 10 and beyond. He's more ready for Test Rugby, which is why I enjoy him more. I love Tane, but I, I feel like he's... Donaldson's at that level. Jorgensen at the back, I think he's he, he's going to end up playing 15. I mean, he's looked very good over the first couple of rounds. Obviously, he had last week off. Um, you know, I think he'll do a, a fine job back there. I feel like they're, they're a little bit off. I don't know, is Dylan Peach back yet? Not yet. Not yet. So I feel like once he comes back, uh, you know, he probably strengthens again and it's no one going to need to Tawasi as well. But And
0: Nemzi off the bench or something. Yeah,
2: I think so. and I think that's probably their best. Um, but I, I think for now, yeah, Jorgensen at the back and having Tane on the bench and Donaldson at 10 is, is probably the best option, most definitely.
0: I mean, the, it is a huge amount of responsibility. DC is just showing so much faith. I think we were talking about Eddie on his podcast um, a few weeks ago was saying that young 10s need to be backed in. You know, they did it with Quay Cooper in 2007 or 8 or whatever, and then a few years later, he's the Premier fly half in Super Rugby or whatever it may be, and it just, they're going to stuff up, they're going to make mistakes, but you need to back them in. I guess that's what they're doing with Donaldson, but I guess that's also what they're doing with Jorgensen at 15, big fat Dars. Yeah, and, and, and um,
1: Tane as well, like, keeping him in the 23, this is only going to keep him in good stead towards the, the uh, sticky... End of the comp, where pressure's on, pressure's on. They've all, they've all played a good amount of games. Um, th- the fact that they have so many good options is 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 awesome at this point in the season as well. So yeah, um, the fact that they can just switch them, like fifteen to back to ten, back to fifteen.
0: But to be able yeah. to have two genuine tens, yeah, in your match day twenty three yeah. is absolutely huge. And I think we've actually seen that. Like There's an argument to be made that you almost need... Like, Reese Hodge is a stopgap 10. We know that. Yeah. But having a legitimate 10, like a Donaldson who can play 10-15, or Steve Larkham used to do that, you know, could play 10-15. I think you do need a genuine 10 on the bench to step in if need be, but then maybe does have the utility factor. And I guess that's what Ben Donaldson has, but maybe not Tane Edmed at this stage. So, But it's still good that they're able to have two... Class tens in there, and then you've got Dylan Peach to come back. You've got mm. Nems on one sting, Marky Mark on another. Max Jorgensen, like they're in, they're in a pretty bloody good position. Yeah. Um, one thing as well, so there's been Rugby Australia said they're going to take uh, into consideration the recommendations to reduce the tackle height in, uh, in certain club um, fixtures from <laughs> shoulder level down to <coughs> sternum level. So this is something coming out of World Rugby that they are going to try um, as a trial and it is going to be an opt-in basis. I I don't necessarily have a say in this. Like, I can understand where they're coming from, but I can also understand why people are also sort of vehemently against it. Dal, your thoughts on... on the, do you think this is something that maybe has some benefit until sort of age group stuff, Jay maybe. Ball,
1: keep in mind, he's a 10 that never <laughs> likes being tackled at all, right? Yeah, but keep then we that also in mind, l- right? lost
0: Freeney for the night too. That's so true. So would have been like, yeah, let's, let's just let them rip, their, their let them rip their heads off. Yeah, 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 rip their head off and shit down their neck. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. It, yeah, I sit on the fence in this. So I can see where both parties are coming from, but
2: yeah, it's hard. I just think it needs to be adjudicated. Like, I, I don't think it's necessary. I think you keep it at shoulder height. You know what I mean? You get on with it. You need to teach from a younger age, do you know what I mean? A lot better, implement a lot more coaching in that space to make sure that when they're making their tackles, they're doing a better job at lowering their height. But it needs to be adjudicated at the higher level and as we progress through, do you know what I mean? With a little bit of understanding of, well, you know, he didn't mean that, do you know what I mean? There was no malice in it. Let's, you know, kind of move on and move forward.
0: It, it yeah, it's, it is, <laughs> it seems like they are just continually going for It's, it's rugby to it's world rugby to a team 100%. Like they literally, oh, we've got an issue, let's take it to the nth degree before everybody goes, this is nuts, and then maybe we'll scale it back a little bit. I but again, it just comes down to coaching and it comes down to technique. But you've got to remember yep. as well look at it, was it Gary Ringrose just recently? He got knocked out in a massive way mm. from trying to tackle someone around the hips. Poor tackle technique, exactly. Yep. You know, like poor tackle technique is. Poor tackle technique, be it someone coming in and putting on a high shot, or someone in the tackle, like the actual tackler getting concussed. A lot of the time, 95% of the time, it's poor tackle technique. It's not mm. maliciousness, and it's not actually like it wouldn't actually be affected by, you know, these rules. If that makes sense.
1: I think I think Dow was on it before about the um, how it's uh, how it's run at a game level, and maybe. Because world rugby, if it is going to come in, at least they're trying it out in certain community football. That way, you can the plubbers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's <Yes>. why the that,
1: plubbers. <laughs> that that, that, right that, that, top that way, maybe maybe we'll get away from what what happened when they brought in the no zero contact to the head rule, where there was no common sense from the referees, where it's like technically that people can pick pick and drive, and people are getting sent yeah. off. For, so maybe maybe if it, like. Putting it in practice, they'll be able to figure out, like, get rid of all those possible issues and, well, with better technique. Well, uh, the
0: thing is, like uh, Andy Moreno said, you know, that all they're literally doing is just they're going to keep an eye on things and see what actual conclusive evidence comes out of it. There's a study going on at QUT in regards to, you know, concussion and tackle technique and all this sort of stuff where they're actually using AI. So, like... There's a lot of <coughs> moving parts involved in this and so I can understand a knee jerk reaction from everyone being like this is ridiculous but I can also understand where world rugby's coming from but to like dictate it to dictate past sort of like your teenage years that you can't tackle above the sternum is pretty wild to yeah. me. It would be pretty wild if this sticks. Anyway, did you guys see GIO Stadium on the weekend? Out of the Brumbies game, awesome to get them involved. It was a kids post match. Did you see they were allowed on the yeah, field? Yeah, letting yeah. Do you remember doing that back at Ballymore back in the day? As soon as the game was blown, you bolt onto the field yep. and try and steal one of the corner uh, posts. Corner posts, post. yeah, yeah. Ball, yeah. And they were wild, mate. They were absolutely wild. Yeah, they need to be bringing this stuff back because it's an awesome opportunity, like to get up close and personal with the players. And it's just a, it's an awesome
1: vibe. I, I even remember at Ballymore, standing on the field, everyone had like their little mini footballs, and you're playing, playing a game in the dead ball zone. Then you're like, where's my dad? And you're like, oh, he's, he's still at the, uh, at, at the Reds bar. And you're like, We've got to go, Dad. But, uh, and then all the nudgy guys and the Ashgrove guys that come and ruin everything. Isn't that right,
0: Dale? Probably.
1: Probably. <laughs> but no, I, I love that. Getting, getting down on the field, that's what rugby's all about. But then I remember it used to like we used to it got to a point at Ballymore where everyone was looking at the clock and like getting ready to run on the field and that to put fences up and so if it's done properly then, then <laughs> do you remember that? yeah and it was wild man it'd go 80 minutes people just start running on you're like no no rugby union <laughs> yeah.
0: we played till till the last yeah like, people <laughs> <take that. laughs> sorry I do I understand where I they're do, coming oh, yeah, from yeah, like maybe, it is a, it is a litigious age yes, nowadays at, at but at the same time, time man let, let,
3: let done it well
0: it's absolutely awesome yeah, but like it. I mean just imagine just every game, 80th minute, it's like Buddy Franklin kicking his and Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, trying yeah. to steal someone's boots yeah. and shit. Stop the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start it up again. Yeah, like, on, just guys. everyone flogging all yeah. their gear. Um, now, last thing before we kick it over to Kemu, um, we saw on the weekend, look, let's just lead into this. Fiji and Drew are upsetting the Satyrs. Absolutely massive boil over. <laughs> Like, this was absolutely huge. And before we kick it over to Kemu, we'll just run through what what his Saturday looked like. 80th minute, trailing by two, comes on for his Super Rugby debut. 81st minute, narrowly misses the game-winning field goal. Drop goal, sorry. And then 82nd minute, slots the winning uh, penalty in front of a packed house. It doesn't get much better than that. And joining us all the way from Fiji, we have the man himself, Kemu Valentini. Kemu, how you doing, brother?
4: Yeah, good, mate. How are you guys? Living the dream,
0: mate. We just went through, obviously, your, your Saturday. Uh, it was a two minutes of absolute power coming off the bench for you, mate. But, but run us through, like, what's going through your head at that time, mate. Like, as we said, you come on in the back end of a game against the reigning Super Rugby champion six times on the trot, and you've got the opportunity to ice them on debut. I mean, what's going through your head, mate? That's absolutely nuts.
4: Yeah, bro. Oh. Probably not much. Like, like in like the first like thirty seconds, like I'm probably just a little bit in awe of like that I'm actually on the field because the whole time I was sitting <laughs> on the bench, like That's for like seventy seven minutes, I'm just sitting on the bench and the crowd's going crazy yeah. and the, the game's still on the balance. You know they can win it from anywhere. But, yeah, oh. then they score that try and I'm just like, oh. once I <laughs> score that try, I was like, fuck, like, I already knew that, you know. Yeah, you and me
0: both, man. I was like, "Oh shit, here yeah. we go." Well, I think what you guys came from was it twelve nil down, led twenty four twelve with about eight minutes to go, and then as you said, <laughs> they score that final try and put it in front. I mean, it it would have been absolutely electric there, mate. But like that crowd was just absolutely loose.
4: Yeah. Um... I don't know, they just, they just love rugby here. Like, Especially when the overseas teams come over to play, um, they really just come out and show in numbers. And like, that crowd throughout the whole 80 minutes was just cheering. Cheering for anything, whether it was a kick <laughs> into the touch or a yeah. scrum, a line-out, one line-out. Like, they were just going crazy. So throughout the whole game, like, the crowd was just on. So, no, it was really cool to go out there and, uh, I guess, make my debut in front of them and, yeah, ultimately uh, uh, win the game for us
2: which is pretty cool. Kevin, okay, obviously, congratulations, mate. Outstanding on the weekend. I want to talk to you about a little bit about your journey and what's kind of happened over the last, you know, five, six, seven years. Spent some time at the Rising, 2018, time in Spain as well, and obviously back playing for Manly Marlins this year. Now you're finding yourself, you know, kicking penalty goals to beat the Crusaders. <laughs> you know, what, what what's it been like for you, obviously, you know, Providing now in, into a fully professional setup as well. What, what's it been like?
4: Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a pretty long journey. It's a tough one as well. Like just probably going probably in a 2018 season with the rising, I probably wasn't as a mature player as I am now. Um, just probably wasn't ready at that time, like mentally to probably take that next step. So I had to take some time away, but also. Had a few injuries along the way, uh, ACL, um, meniscus, like probably was at least having the surgery a year after that season. So it was a tough slog to kind of get back in here. Then, yeah, last year just made the decision to go to Manly and I just told my missus like, oh, I'll just give it one more crack and see what happens. She's like, all right, okay, you can, <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can give it one more go, you know? Because I had to move away from her because I was living in Melbourne at the time, so I had to move away from her. She was nearing that the like, like long distance, like because we had been doing long distance for a long time, so um, she was like, All oh, right, you can give it one more go. And then, yeah, I just put my head down, trained hard, and then, yeah, had a decent season at Manly, and then, yeah, just had to go to the approach by the drill the, the coaching staff.
2: Cool. And that approach, is it, you know, do they approach you and say, like, here's a full-time contract, or have you gone over there and, and had to prove yourself? What's that process been like to now end up, you know, kicking a winning penalty against
4: the Crusaders? Um, they kind of just actually got approached by one of the staff at after a game at North Sydney, we played against North Sydney. And he just asked me, he didn't really hang around too much. He's like, oh, are you interested in coming and uh, joining the drill for pre-season? I was like, oh, yeah like yeah I'll be I'll be keen and then didn't really hear from them for about three four weeks and then my manager got in contact with me and then yeah kind of took it from there I didn't really sign a full contract it was just a training one Uh, it was just a training a short-term one for three months for the preseason and then yeah I think just went there just trained hard Absolutely died the first two weeks I was there because it was so hot. Um, the heat. Yeah, like the, yeah the, the heat in that first two weeks, I was. Oh, like something it. else. Something else. But yeah, then after I felt just, uh, yeah, eventually into like a, a full time position here. Yeah.
2: Awesome.
1: Mate, um, speaking of the heat, um, Z, uh, I've got an Instagram question from Z Togi Yatama. How many (laughs) do-rags, how many do-rags do you have, and do you wash them?
4: (laughs) Now. I think, I used to have at least five. (laughs) That's sick. No, yeah, I used to have five, and then, like, I started wearing them around the club in Manly, and then, you know, like, some of the boys were like, oh, yeah, what's this? Like, oh, yeah, that's cool, man. Like, and then next thing I had the boys started using them. So, now I've literally only got one, and it's a red one, and, yes, I do wash it. Does Probably once That's every good. two weeks after I get a haircut. So,
0: which, which yeah, boys do. down in Manly are rocking do rags? Is it like Cecil and stuff, all the white boys?
4: Yeah, they'll, they'll pretty sick. much be taking the piss the whole time. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I can just anytime we went out and there was like,
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, every time I came out and there was no do rag, and they're like, where's the do rag? <laughs> like, Why are you not wearing the do rag? <laughs> Yeah.
0: That's sick. I think uh, I think Pac might have to get some specialty do rags for the next Acrug rugby down to Manly. That'd be Seriously. good gas. Well, but Kemu, uh, uh Dow sort of touched on it. You, you've had a pretty storied career in regards to just getting up to where you were on Saturday, and and you've a hell of a journeyman. You've obviously got Fijian heritage, um, but obviously born and raised <laughs> in in Melbourne. So, I mean, if if all goes well with the Fijian Drua. Like, you know, would you be willing to put your hand up if, say, you know, uh, Fiji came over and said, we'd love to have you play for us, be it 7s or, or 15s or whatever it is, or does your heart lie too far down in Melbourne or, or Australia?
4: Where do you lie in that respect? Uh, I think, for myself, yeah, if, if Fiji came knocking at the door, yeah, definitely, like, I think like playing here the draw is just kind of more connected to me with my culture and my heritage and I, th- I guess stuff that I didn't really learn that I was when I was growing up in Australia so yeah I think right now I think just play as well as I can here I've only really played five minutes of super rugby so <laughs> I've really you know worked up a resume for the to pick me yet but um but yeah if I get you know more game time down the season then i play well enough to, for them to ask me to play for Fijian in the year, definitely. And and just
0: how is the vibe in that Fijian side? So before the season, Big Fat Darstall asked, asked all of us to uh, look down the camera and give a bold prediction, and Dal actually said the Fijian Druru are going to go undefeated at home. I mean, at, at this stage, you're one from one beating the reigning champions. Like... The vibe in the Drua, especially this year, just seems like they are just fizzing at the bunghole for every game and they are just firing on all cylinders. Is that the case?
4: Yeah, the boys had a pretty big preseason and probably a bit of a reality check from, uh, I guess, last year's season. You know, I think some of them, it was their first time really stepping into a professional environment. You know, some of these boys have just have come straight from the village and then playing the local comp here. And then into super rugby, so I think they understand, um, I guess, the standard and the level of rugby that they need to be at in order to compete in this competition, so the boys have worked extremely hard. Yeah, and the vibe's good, like, I reckon, I've never laughed so much, like, in a professional (laughs) environment, man, because the boys here are just so funny, eh? Like, (laughs) like, Like, once rugby's off, like, it's just jokes and, like, stories and... You know, it's, like, picking on each other and stuff like that. So the boys here, like, you know, like, the culture's different here. Like, everyone's kind of connected in a way. You know, there's no separate groups here. There's no boys hanging out with these boys and these boys. It's kind of like we all, when we're at training, we're all together. We're all eat together. And then after training, we all go our separate ways to our families and our houses and whatnot. But, yeah, I feel like the boys this year understand the challenge. That's it, you know, that's in front of us. And for us to do that, we've got to um, – really be better than what we were doing, la- what they were doing last year. And I think that, um, yeah, I think it's a good start to the season, but it's still a long way to go for us.
0: And, and I just want to get your thoughts as well. I mean, there's been a lot of discussion um, recently, like just looking at, say, Eddie Jones um, selecting Brett Hodgson with his rugby league background or as an assistant coach or Andy Farrell, um, obviously former Great Britain international in rugby league. There's, there's a lot of crossover that's been happening in regards to the code. Your coach, Mick Byrne, um, former AFL player, obviously, was a skills coach for the All Blacks. So very, yeah. very good resume. But how is it being being coached by uh, Mick Byrne? I mean, there's there hasn't been a lot said about him in regards to sort of his coaching style or whatever it may be, but it seems like he's getting the best out of the boys. Yeah, to, uh, to be
4: honest, I was, you wouldn't even think that Mick played footy or anything because he just... I to know like so much rugby. Like he's obviously been around the All Black setup, so he's got a lot of experience. Um coached a lot of experienced boys like Dan Carter, um, Barrett, like obviously the greats of the All Blacks, but Um No, he's coach style he's he's uh I guess he's skill like skill wise, he's a great coach for skills. Um overall he's like he's pretty attentive to what we do as a team. So Obviously, he has his assistants and stuff like that, but um, he's a pretty attentive coach and uh, likes to look at the finer details of things than the bigger picture. And I think uh, with the boys, I think the boys respond really well to Mick. Um, but yeah,
2: I want to talk about obviously being over there. The, the program is now in Fiji, but I want to talk about the crowd and and obviously that experience you had firsthand on the on the weekend having your debut. But what? does that environment playing in, in front of them, what's that like, and, and what, what does it bring to the team?
4: Oh, it just... It gives you a boost, like... Honestly, sometimes... Oh, when I was out there on the Saturday and, like, that last year at the end when um, when the ref with the whistle, honestly, I felt like I was at, like, the MCG or something watching an AFL game back home because it was so loud, like, you can hardly hear the calls from the boys and stuff like that, and uh, I think if you ask... Like, you know, some of the other boys as well, they'll just say, like, I could not hear anything out there. And, yeah, they just give you that that extra that extra boost of energy to get out there and just, like, you know, especially in that 80th minute when it's so hot, the boys are pretty much busted out the whole game. And, like, you know, really need that crowd to get behind you to get you over the line as well. So it helps us, it helps us out a lot.
1: Come here, mate. Well, what was it like? Uh, have you done your Monday uh rewatching of the game footage where normally you'd kind of be slinking into the room, not wanting to go in there? Were you guys bringing bags of popcorn and uh, <laughs> frozen cokes in to watch the watch the game again? <laughs> frozen cokes?
4: Uh, no, the mon- this Monday was like... Our normal Mondays are pretty chill, but yeah, I think... Uh, a few of the boys had a a uh, big night on Saturday night, so it was a bit of a, like, yeah, we just strolled in and, you know, just just got got through the work, got through what we had to do, and, you know, like, I think after that, you you know, the Tuesday is a bit of a, a wake-up call for us, yeah. so, yeah. Back but, yeah, the days. Monday was pretty chill. The, I think the boys had a realisation of what we, like, did as a team and not as a team, as, like, and obviously for the nation as well, I guess big time. that win for Fiji just means a lot to the people here more –
1: more so to us than anything, so yeah. Mate, uh, also just one more Instagram question from uh, Chris (laughs) underscore the five. Mate, uh, he says, ask him where the White House is, and then he put, laughy smiley face, laughy smiley face. (laughs) Where's the White House, mate?
4: (laughs) He probably would've wanted to reword that better, but it's actually just a a nightclub here in in Nandy where- Oh, okay, I'm in. (laughs) sick there's actually one there's actually one in Sydney as well a lot of people know the one in Sydney it's a well, franchise okay really I really like are. it <laughs> <laughs> I like it
0: Camu before yeah. you go mate just want to ask you um, how good is it to like now be the best footy player in your family <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, you let yeah, Rob know it feels good. and he's not listening yeah. so you can be honest right?
4: <laughs> no 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 no, feel, no it's, it's good like I'm so used to like just sitting back in the stands and watching Robert do a thing and like, you know, like seeing him experience that. And then for me to experience that as well for myself, like it, it, you know, it's cool and stuff like that. But yeah, I think I al- always was a favorite child. He just didn't know it. Yeah. I think <laughs> <my mom laughs> there
1: we go. <laughs> this is what we wanted. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Let's stir yep. the pot. Can <laughs> <Kevin>, we <laughs> mate? Thanks so much for calling you, mate. We really, really appreciate your time and uh, obviously trying to get some Wi-Fi over there in Fiji can be a bit tough. So yeah, yeah. we appreciate you going out of your way to do so. But, mate, congrats. Absolutely huge weekend for you, mate. And, look, we look forward to hopefully you getting a bit more game time in the back, uh, for the rest of the season and up the drawer, maybe. Up the drawer.
4: Cheers, boys! Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Nah,
0: Thanks, appreciate man. it, Kebu. Kebu Valentini, everybody.
4: Yes.
0: The Wi-Fi Kemu. at the White
1: House is pretty good, isn't it? It's isn't very like? good.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love when you get the uh, the questions coming in from the teammates. Hey, I, just, you literally have zero knowledge. No yeah. context. No, no context, <laughs> and you can says. just see them like. <laughs> <they> go. <laughs> yeah, like skin you got to judge by the face. Is, yeah. <laughs> like, have I just done something incredibly bad? But yeah. You just want to be like. No, we're good. We're good. Sometimes <laughs> you want to be like. Don't have to answer if you don't want to. But I'm also like. <laughs> it's I want to know what the green spot is or whatever yeah, it was about Roddy. Yeah. It's From like
1: get a bit weird. Love uh, it. How good's that, mate? The passion for the drawer. The passion for the drawer,
0: and mate. And it was just. It's so good to just. It's just so good to to see like what they're doing over All there, in of it, Fiji, yeah. mate. Like it's absolutely massive the way that they have taken this new team it just and turned it into this. Then they, they, they are the Fiji
3: Drua yeah, like, yeah. they are. Like they are not, representing the club. entire they're country.
1: Like, they're not like young guys that are hoping to make it into Australia or New Zealand. They're they're doing their own thing and, and they're playing their footy and it's absolutely loving it. awesome to yeah. see man.
0: Um, all right, now before we kick over to the battlers bench, we've got one more guest that we want to have a yarn to <coughs> dialing in. It's the Tong and Thor himself, Big Nella. Nella, how you doing, brother?
3: Hey guys, thanks for having me, man.
0: No, no, thanks for joining us, mate. It's good to get you on the bl- <laughs> it's good to get you on the blower, mate. <coughs> it's been uh, it's been a big few weeks for you over the last few weeks, and look, we may as well just rip the band aid off and and just <coughs> ask you, mate huge news a couple of weeks ago. You re-signing, not only with Rugby Australia, but then uh, going down to the Rebels. We saw you with Rob Liotta and Big Pone and, and Marf, um a week or two ago. It, huge announcement, and I just want to get your thoughts on it. You must be excited for, I guess, the change of pace going down to Melbourne. You've got a few of the boys down there that you're really close to. What what prompted the move?
3: Um, yeah, you know, you guys called the other day with um, Leota. I was in the car. I asked him to pick me up from the airport because I, <laughs> <laughs> I um, the the wallabies are taking over my rehab now. So, uh, and we went to uh, Melbourne from Sydney because I was here uh, for the weekend, and then went to Melbourne to um, to see someone for my Achilles, see how it's going, and um, yeah, that's how I ended up, you know, in that call. But um, yeah, with the <laughs> signing, I um, you know. Um, I'm just happy, you know, that I'm staying back here in Australia, and obviously with the Rebels, and um, and I honestly was, I I didn't know where I was gonna go till that day, you know, um, till till I actually signed the contract, you know, did I know I was doing the Rebels. It, it was it was been on at the time, and I'm just glad it's all done now, and and um, that I'm staying back in Australia and. Just sucks that I'm um, to know that I've, you know, to know that I'm actually played my last game for the Reds. And, you know, it still makes me sad, you know, um, uh, that I won't pull on that jersey again. You know, a jersey that means, you know, a lot, you know, so much to me. And, um, you know, I get emotional and I want to talk about it because, you know, this club has done a lot for me and I'd like to think that I've done a little bit for the club and, um, yeah, um, what do you call it? You know, the other day I was driving to Ballymore and I was just, you know, it be sad because, man, you know, it's not going to happen next year. It's, it's all done now, but, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, you know, I do stay back in Australia and, uh, you know, I still think that I've still be, you know, need to be back to Australia and and I still hang around here with, you know, around my family and, um, it's all done now now. I'm, I'm just looking forward to you know, helping the Reds in whatever way I can. Obviously I'm not playing. But I can still be there support them and and um and hopefully um yeah, see them again next year on the field.
2: Nice mate. How are you and Are you well?
3: Hey then, how are you mate? Yeah, yeah good, good mate. I'm um uh, just just arrived here in Sydney. Uh for some more rehab and you now no, yeah, it's good
2: talk us through the rehab obviously it's, it's a tough injury for someone in your position obviously playing tight head it's a critical position for the team but how's it all going you know how are you working through it
3: it's gone good the, the reason why we went to uh, Melbourne to check on there's someone I'm terrible with names but um, someone there actually and I can tell if how I'm going with uh, the Achilles and she said uh, it's the best um, post uh, 14 weeks you know up she's seen before like you know she'll be able to you know do single car race and everything so and um I've, I've done that and I can walk normally like, I've i done you know a few things she, she said that I'm that I'm ahead of um schedule so which is you know what I want to hear and you know it's everything is ahead now so hopefully yeah it keeps going that way
2: very good mate and when are we expecting to see you back on the field what's, what's the time frame look like
3: um I think I'll be back playing for brothers uh, for a few games yeah. around June, June July. Um, Shit. You know, oh, damn. God, <laughs> damn it. For <laughs> the film. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting, yeah. though. Love it. Yeah, so that's um, obviously, you know, wouldn't want to go straight back to international level, you know. I'd, I'd like to, that's what, you know, I'd like to play, you know, some club footy and, you know, Eddie reckons, um, it's a good idea. So we'll see what happens, you know, but, um, with, with, um, the Wallabies, you know, they, I'm aiming for, um, either the All Blacks, second All Blacks game or Argentina here in in Australia. Um, at the moment, they reckon I'll be back a lot earlier than that, but I don't know. So, but I'll definitely be back playing club footy around June July. Nice, mate. Um, oh, if you don't know, I I sign with North. Uh, I'm thinking for North. <laughs> <laughs> don't
0: worry, I'm Look at him. <laughs> he just, his heart just fell out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. Look at Dale squirm. Um, Nella, mate. Um,
2: uh,
1: obviously, a big decision going down to Melbourne from moving from Queensland. I don't know whether you took this into account though. Because I did a uh, Google map of how far it is from Ballymore to Kelvin Grove KFC. And Zachy, if you pop it up, at the moment, at the moment we're sitting at five minutes, right? But then from Prince's Park.
3: You just asked me, but I would have told you. How <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, but then I did, a, did some quick maths, right? And then from Prince's Park, where you train in Melbourne, where you will train in Melbourne, to the nearest KFC in Carlton. Put it up, Zachy. It's 9 minutes mate. Ooh. So that's nearly doubling well, the time from training to to the feed well, the and I don't is, know whether you took that into account mate.
3: Well the thing is will we be trying to are coming to me mate. The ah, <laughs> he's already thought of it. There you go. Yes, work <laughs> smarter, You're, not harder, yeah, That's now. It,
1: mate.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the deal mate. Yeah, part of, of the deal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, he's, he's got a good manager, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, well I mean that yeah, KFC being announced as a partner with the Rebels, was that uh was that did that sort of sweeten the deal for you to go down to the <laughs> Rebels there, mate?
3: Oh, mate, you know, lifetime membership, you know. <laughs> Card Garing, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I actually, I actually wanted to follow on. Uh, you sort of touched on it. You you will be playing for Brothers, maybe North, uh, <laughs> later on in the year. But you do have a pretty... You have a very unique story in regards to how you found yourself at Ballymore and obviously at, uh, in Melbourne from uh, 2024 onwards. So... I mean, you were sort of that teen sensation coming out of Sacred Heart College. You had that video go viral of you kicking ass, and then you, you found yourself signing with the Reds, and your brother came over. Like, j- just run us through what sort of went through your head as a 17 year old kid deciding to sign with the Reds, and then obviously spend the last, the better part of seven or eight years there.
3: Man, um, it, was, it was a lot of. Um you know, expectation for me coming from New Zealand, you know, with, you know, the video and Mauro and, you know, everybody was expecting me to be the next big thing and and it was a lot of pressure on me because obviously I was a prop, you know, as you know, uh, as a young prop, you know, you, you can't just do that in, um, I mean, in super rugby, you have to do what you need to be good at, which is scrumming and like, you know, more and line out and whatever. And I wasn't. You know, I was known for running the ball. And um so I came to Brothers and um that's when everything started, you know. I uh, I found it really hard in you know, there trying to scrum and, and obviously still had, had had a lot of fun um uh, running around. But um, you know, it must I think my second year I found it like really enjoyable, like going back to Brothers. I was enjoying it. We were playing good, we were winning it, you know. Um I think around that time I was more enjoying I enjoyed more being at Brothers, I guess, in a good way, being at the Reds, because at the time I was young, I wasn't sure what I was doing at the Reds. I was like, you know, it's just like, here's the big boys. And there's a, there's them and there's you. I was like, you know, when when I went back to Brothers, like, it's all the same. I was, like, happy. I was enjoying it, you know. Um, but um, then I realized, you know, if you, if you want to, you know, be with the big boys, you gotta play like one. You gotta, you know, earn your you know earn your sport in the team. So sort of you know, so I, started, I was I started bro, 15, and then you know, it took me out around like two and a half years, uh twenty sixteen, the end of the year, yeah and I finally get my chance to um uh, uh to debut for the Reds and um, when I when that happened, you know, when I finally get a chance I I told myself, you know what, you hold on to that, you because know, um you'll make sure that you don't with your brothers, in a good way, you know. So since I debut of the race in 2016, I've been playing since, you know, all the way. Um, so yeah,
0: love it. How how does that 2016 brothers premiership stack up? I mean, you've got a hell of a resume. You've got all the accolades you can probably get um, in Australian rugby, but. I mean, that was a pretty special team that brother's side, and to be able to win
3: a premiership alongside your brother Criff must yeah. be pretty bloody special. Oh mate, it's up there one of the best moments of my you know rugby career, man. It's it it was special, man. I remember yeah, I was driving my my, small, my little u at the time that morning, driving to the Bellimore with my brother, and I, and, I, and I told him, man, we had to come back. Um, sad or happy you know and we definitely you know came back happy that night it was it's it was a start of something special for me you know um i man i really enjoyed it that time we didn't really i mean we had a good team but we didn't uh we had the same team throughout the year we didn't you know have like any super rugby like players coming back to like it was just us you know we, we somehow you know fought our way out and and, and, and we won it you know it was uh you know i i think i watched the game the full the full full game like a few times now where like when i'm bored especially when i did my achilles i had nothing else to do like you're going to at 2016 and all these other games you know and not nah, it's special to me man you know and not, not everybody in Super Rapid can say they won a a premiership you know in club footy. so uh, i can say that that, that i won one
0: Oh yeah. And a Super Rugby Premiership as well, Super Rugby AU. Well, there so you go.
3: Pretty yeah.
0: esteemed, mate.
3: Yeah.
2: Nella, we, we know you as obviously the rugby player and we feel like you've been around forever. We've seen you almost, you know, transition in, in, into a into a young man. And you are a, a young man now, but you've become a father recently. You know, what, what's that been like for you?
3: Um, it's been really good, man. You know, um... Obviously, at the start, um, it's a bit hard because, you know, it's all about the the mom, you know, the the baby doesn't know the dad, still, you know, <laughs> it's part of the family. You know, they just, you know, they want the mom, but, like, it gets better every month, you know. They started, you know, looking at you, yep. start laughing. Yeah. Then they give you that reaction when you come home. It's, so, you, know, it's just, you know, it just, you know, changes everything, you know. It sort of, you know, makes you... um appreciate things or how do i say um there's some things are not as important to you now that you know now that you have that you know it's sort of i remember when uh when my when mrs got pregnant Lukan said to me mate enjoy your sleep now because everything's about to change <laughs> and i said and i said like you know you don't really know it until you actually it happens to you and i'm like holy fuck!" And uh, when they say, it's going to change you, it fucking changed <laughs> you. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man, I've got a sick wife above at home, man. I know up. exactly where you come coming from. <laughs> I love from, it. <laughs> Mate, it's like,
3: you know, the, the pregnancy, like, you know, when your missus gets pregnant, it's like she's on, the, she's on her period, like, for 12 months. <laughs> like... <laughs> No, but it gets better man it's you know it's where we're happy where we're going good and you know (laughs) i think it's what i need you know uh she's been really um good to me and he's you know he's everything to me so no it's 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 good man
1: awesome Mate, um, I've got a question from... Oh, Dave. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry about it then. Nah, I've, got, I've got a question from Dave Veyer. He goes, ask Nella about, about his uh, d- ducky fuhu days at Adelaide
3: please. <laughs> <laughs> of- oh, First of all, I was not that kid. You know, obviously you're talking about fighting in Tonga. Um, oh, obviously. <laughs> <happen>. Obviously. <laughs> but, obviously. That's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I gathered but, <laughs> My um my old school, you know, and Dave Via's old school hated each other. You know, we we're always fighting. Oh, yeah. But you know, I was one of those good kids and never, you know, never part <laughs> of the fight. So I can't answer that because I was never I was never fighting. Mate,
1: <laughs> mate um with your Achilles injury, do you think your your calves weren't quite big enough or? What, what do you think?
0: It was always a topic of discussion. Yeah. We were like, probably needs to bulk oh, up. In the calf you you area.
1: should have bulked your calves up
3: a bit more. They weren't <laughs> glistening enough. I think this, um, last year I did my calf, the left one, and uh, during rehab, I think I focused too much on my left one that I, you know, didn't do anything with the right one. So my Achilles was like, you know what, I'm gonna make you do some work here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So now I've learned my lessons. Um, everything I've done on my bad one, I'm doing on my good one. So you know, so we'll get some work done.
0: <laughs> well, Nella, just I mean, you've got you've got a long way to go, obviously, with your right, rehab. Got a few more months before you get back a, a, out on the park. Um, what, what, what's actually happening um, off the pitch for you? Because we we always talk here that you, you're one of the biggest personalities in the game. I mean, you, you've got. Right like you're just larger than life both on the field and off it. I mean, is <laughs> you've been spending a bit of time uh doing a bit of commercial work for Stan and stuff like that. Like do you get approached much to do much of that sort of stuff or like on on your Instagram as well doing your scare cam stuff or you just you got a bit of time now to maybe focus on uh on it's... Nella the personality a bit.
3: <laughs> yeah, well it's funny cuz I um I look back yes uh, a few days ago And I realized, man, I haven't posted anything in a while, you know, all the scary stuff or, you know, all like the stuff that, you know, about me, like me being me, you know, that I haven't done that. I think I'm just being busy being a dad and doing my rehab that I haven't sort of, like, um, done this stuff. But, you know, I've been doing some stuff, you know, like, you know, some um, obviously there's some more stuff coming out with Stan, you know, I'm uh, you know, you just gonna have to wait for that, See, you know, <laughs> um, you know, some more content for, uh, I think, with the World Cup and stuff. So love it, and um, um, yeah, some other stuff, but um, you know, nothing too exciting. Uh, my main focus now is um, my rehab. You know, um, um obviously the the main goal is uh, for the World Cup. You know, and I can't look too hard on my. You know, I I need to focus on my on my rehab first and. And there's guys out there who's working hard and you know fighting for the sport in the World Cup. So it's not going to, you know, Eddie's not going to hand it up to me. You know, I have to be fit and, you know, chop a few kilos and and do 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 my work, you know. I can't just expect to walk in there and get the sport because uh, it's not going to happen. So I've got to earn my, my way in there. So in doing that, I have to really focus on my rehab, get it done, and hopefully, um, you know, um, be in the squad, uh, be on a plane to go to, um, where, Tokyo? Nah, it's France. <laughs> <laughs> He's still got it. I love it. <laughs> it and zanging all over the place, He's <laughs>
0: He is. Now, like, <laughs>
2: just, just a quick fire, four five questions for you, okay?
3: Yeah. yeah. If, you,
2: if you could have any athlete from any other team, any other sport in the world play for you for the Wallabies, who would it be?
3: It has to be a rugby player? No, nah, it can no, be any no, sport. any athlete. Um, Christian, Christian Ronaldo.
2: Cristiano Ronaldo. What's been the highlight of your career so far?
3: The highlight of my career so far? um, I'd say probably the, the Reds winning the, you know, beat the, the Brumbies at home, their final 2020. Hell yeah.
2: Love it. Favourite teammate?
3: Oh, favourite teammate. Um, uh, it has to be Maffey. Alex Murphy
2: least favourite teammate Dan Zender. <laughs> <laughs> that was the quickest he's answered
0: any of these questions rifle right. that one you off can, quick you can think about <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is that why you're going to North because he's at UQ now <laughs> <laughs>
2: and finally mate who's been the most influential person in your career who's helped you the most
3: Um, there's actually a, a, a lot of people um that have helped me, you know, you know I, I don't, I would say maybe, you know, you guys know, probably know, um, Cameron, uh, crep- from, uh from the Reds, mm-hmm. um, he's someone that have, um, helped me a lot with our own scrum and time, I mean, scrum and, you know, he was, he's been at the Reds since I've been there, so he's, uh, yeah, he helped me a lot, and it's probably him.
2: Awesome.
0: Awesome stuff. Well, Nella, mate, thanks so much for dialing in. We really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat to us, mate. You've been, you've been an absolute no worries, ride, guys. man. It's been absolutely no. awesome, <laughs> mate. All the best with the rehab on your Achilles, mate. We can't wait to see you back out on the pitch. And hopefully you're not playing the uh, the doggies when you do lace up. I think I'm back on that time of playing the oh, doggies. Yeah. But, you know? He's uh,
3: <laughs> so I'm just hoping I'm just hoping the Rebels have a game day because they might all come and play with the doggies. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> uh, we'll own it.
0: And the Drua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've got ourselves a premiership. We'll own that one. <laughs> Whatever, mate. <laughs> but, mate, no, it's been... absolutely. Absolutely awesome, and we can't wait to get you back on. But all the best with the rehab, and mate, welcome to Burn City, baby. You're going to absolutely chop up in Melbourne from next season, brother.
3: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. All right, cheers, See right. You Nella. Bye. All right. See you guys, everybody.
0: Absolutely awesome. It's a bit quiet trying to get one person to clap because we don't have anybody else in the studio. But mate, that was that was interesting. That was Cameron Lillycrap, his most influential. I mean, he he harped on about like he he was. He admits, he's like, you know, I was the next big thing, but, but I'm a prop and you I can't know, scrummage. Never scrummed before. You know, and, like... And,
1: and, and he... Uh, I find, find it funny when he said um, Cameron Lillicrap, who's been there since I've been there. It's like, he's been there since before he was born. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cameron <laughs> Lillicrap. <laughs> doing yeah, scrums at the Reds. He, yeah, out ages the Reds. Yeah, yeah. But it is but yeah, interesting no, um, to see
0: that, like, a kid... Uh, well, a kid. But, like, Nella has been in the spotlight from the age of 17, right? Right? And he's had this storied career, and he's come from Tonga to New Zealand to Queensland, now That's to right. Melbourne, and he's played for the Wallabies and all the biggest arenas, and he goes back to the Red Scrum coach as being the most influential. And it just goes to show, like, like guys like Thorny, Jim McKay, Cameron Lillycrap, they've really done so well to develop, like this young crop of, of Reds players whether or not you think they've got a higher ceiling from here on out a lot of them probably do but they've done so well yeah. to get them to where they are now yeah
2: you know hundred percent I mean they've taken them since they were under 19 under 20s and, and produced you know a vast array of wallabies along the way and, and you know they've got to take credit for that I mean, or you've got to give them credit for it you mm. know I mean specifically with Nelly. and I think if you do look at it and you break it down for him you know, there's probably someone who <laughs> he holds so highly because you know, without that skill set, he wouldn't be where he was.
0: Without Crapper, he That's you right. don't know who he is. Correct. You know, like Dow, do you reckon
1: he would have said you was number two or top five? You were waiting minimum? for it. Yeah. Well, I was waiting for you were it. like,
0: yeah. I looked over at Dow and he said that, and <laughs> saw a little tear. Nella was flustered. He wasn't thinking fully. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. You know, he would have said you. Yeah, I yeah. thought so. That was good. Bance, getting the uh, the KFC map up, big fat <laughs> ass. That was real good. I did that
1: before I left. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I'm going to work this in. I'm just going to go for it.
0: Was that actually you doing it? Because we are trying to arrange a media day down in Melbourne. You're like, I wonder where the nearest KFC is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, oh, shit, might be able to use Nine this. Nine <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I already had the file. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you already had that screenshot. Oh, yeah. All righty. Well, mate, two huge interviews back Good to go. back. Um, absolutely rifle through it. So, uh, without further ado, Big Fat Dars, now it's time for a little bit of Battler's Bench.
1: Battler's Bench. Well, well... Glad we had Neller on because uh the props the props the props after that uh oh hold on let's go for the that we have we actually have another another clip from the uh uh waratah's media day down there at uh waratah hq and this one was on who has got the best and worst rig from the waratahs
2: Girl, Who's got the uh, the best rig and the most sloppy <laughs> rig at the club? <laughs> <on. laughs> best rig, um, uh, best rig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The best rig would be um, Mark. Marky Mark, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Best rig is Mark. For sure. Yeah. 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 He takes yeah. Rig, body, um, yeah, really, really good. <laughs> 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 uh, rumour has that he rubs cocoa
3: butter on her every night, is that yeah, true? Yeah, he no, does. Oh, he does! I just <laughs> made that, oh. I just made that <laughs> up! He's actually got a bottle. Right. <laughs> yeah. he has <laughs> <He's>
0: got this, <laughs> new, um, it's this new Fiji one. It's the only thing you can buy it over there. So, <laughs> oh. this, like, I, I, You know what? It. I know the one. Yeah. No, I won't
2: lie, it smells
4: unreal. He doesn't like sharing it around. Yeah. Mark. Mark, for sure. Yeah. I think Mark is a bit of a specimen. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's like a Greek god, the way
0: he's built. Fijian, Fijian God? Fijian God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, there's a few of them, man. Yeah? Boy, some of the shit be... The men's I team, mean, the, the men's,
0: men's
3: team. Hey! i uh, Max Jorgensen. Young Max Jorgensen. He's more on five kilos, he's ripped. Yeah. Nah, brass. Hey. Boy. Yeah? Are The other Fijian following the team. Who? Mark. Oh. Boy. Bro, so wow. Have you seen him? No. Yeah. Boy, he's like... Describe it. H- <laughs>
4: <laughs> best rig, can't go past Charlie
1: Gamble, he's... Oh, yep.
3: Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah, best rig, Charlie Gamble,
4: and as much as I don't want to say Jake Gordon's got a pretty good one. Yeah. 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 Give that to him. Yeah, no, and worst. Worst. Yeah, worst. Oh God. <laughs> this is a harsh one. Who, who you going know, to th- throw on there? <laughs> I've got someone. I'm gonna feel really bad saying Who are it. Who do you look and just go, fucking hell,
0: that's. <laughs> <laughs> that? They didn't challenge it. They didn't actually. Next show week, it. big fat
1: Um Speaking of possibly the worst rigs in the teams, let's let's stick to the props. After seeing Matt Gibbons try for the Rebels, just in clear space, the dummy. They go. Let, let's quickly watch this clip.
0: Ely. Ealy, oh. dragging them across the deck.
1: Oh, Slides straight through. Look at the
2: acceleration on the man. Look at that. Show and go. Bang.
1: Bang. Mind you, you know the hookers and, and the props that in touch footy? Wow. Wow. You never do this in a game. What are you doing sitting there in the helm? Get out of there. And they've all just left him. Look at him.
0: That was a ton, that was like a, a touch before training type play. Like, oh, run off me, run, run off, off me! Whoa! Oh! Yeah, straight through.
1: Like even the beak. And then, um, <laughs> did you guys actually see see the state of his lip after the game? Oh, oh, mate. Hey. So if we show this, one, so this is post. Oh my god! So already that looks pretty bad. So he he scored that try with that lip, and then he,
4: Right, as soon as I did that little thing and saw no one ahead
2: of me, I was back like I was at school again, eh? Straight <laughs> home, throwing the ball up in the air, love it. <laughs> How good I mean? Look, it's it's not um, without some sort of damage. Just, what about,
0: just he can't he even speak. Just that time he, um, and then <laughs> He sounds like his, his brother when we had him and on, we the, on the
1: show. And I think he in actually in flips, no flips his lip up pretty soon. Sorry about I'm laughing because it's almost like you've just come from the dentist. Your
0: bottom lip's not even moving. Can you just show us one more time? We can just try and zoom in oh mouth kids
1: gotta wear a mouth guard right um so that try sent us down a little bit of a loop trying to find some of the best prop work tries and or just work obviously who pops into mind Matt Dunning
0: oh, yes
1: look at that. <laughs> look at him go the man- the manshake himself. Look at him <laughs> Look at the man's shake. Oh, just, just picks it Look off. Look at him! he's got good form. To be honest, he has good form. But this one, eight-man overlap, pinch. <laughs> and then they're looking around. Couple. That's Come Steve on! Come on, guy. Who is? Pinch. He's, he is cooked, though. I'll give it back. <laughs> <Look how gassy laughs> to, to be there, honest, eh? he's just standing there. Look at that!
0: Look at
3: him the go. knees but trapped. But about this? To a yeah. IE of yeah. all people.
1: Now, so that was some of his. Um, obviously, Dunning had skill. Um,
0: had sex appeal too. And
1: then some. And there's that drop goal that uh, the math gods didn't. Um, didn't treat him well on that. They need they needed a try to get a bonus point, and he, yeah. he won they the needed, game for him.
0: They needed the three-try bonus point, I think it was. A four-try bonus point. <laughs> 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 yeah, but they can still score again. Right? Good techers. Good techers. Look at that. Good techers, man. <laughs> That's a pearler of drop oh, goal.
1: Surprised, Takiri didn't do the Sam Norton. Shove <laughs> oh, the back. Yeah. And, uh, I don't you think doing, he had the
0: balls to do that. To no, Matt no, no,
1: no not, not the man shake himself. And then, um, and then we just got some, just, just some community rugby best tries
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> Check him out. <laughs> that is sick. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so and good. then we got
1: all the best prop tries. Here's one by uh Dickie Bands. Dicky Bands.
0: Watch this, Steven oh.
1: The full stride. he's in full stride there, I think.
0: What oh, shall we go? Oh, take a seat, Mertz.
1: Was that Mertz or was that King Carlos?
0: Oh was that Merts. King Carlos. It was oh, Carlos. King Carlos. I told you Mertens last a, year I, I said he was overrated. <laughs> <laughs> told you
1: I would have expected that from Mertens to be honest. He usually just used to try and just jump in your spokes.
0: But try. how good's this, mate? Oh. Just how doesn't short? He, how short are the strides? Doesn't even pretend to. And then just. Laterons, bruv. Cheer, mate. <laughs> <Cheer laughs> who? So sick, man. Aaron Major trying to cover it up. No dice. That's that's fifty meters too, a. Eh?
1: And this one's uh, set up by Oz Durant, but it's Dracon, oh. Draconotsky. Oz Durant.
0: Oh,
3: oh <laughs> under the that's so through. sick. The ox. Just,
1: there's nothing better than seeing just big fellas in flight. Oh. In gaps where they should not be there.
0: Mate. Oh, <laughs> mate. Go from six to midnight and then, watching this stuff. And then here
1: we go. I think this was his first ever Wallaby try. Greg Holmes in full flight. Oh, <laughs> uh, Right at him home.
0: How good's the commentary, eh? Uh, oh. Phil Kearns? Yeah. The
2: best have seen in a
4: thousand years. The best
1: ever. Well, look at his face. Memories of Richard Baird from South Africa. The straight galactic acid's coming under his legs. <laughs> I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And and if you notice with all of these tries, the scoring technique, there is no, there's no, delicacy. There's no, there's no delicacy. There's no... It's just <laughs> Just get over there. And then there's this this try that I uh, think was an international. Um, a
0: trigger, good what happened here? Harry there. Yes. From Trigger.
1: Just some great prop work. Good pill. Caboo finds the yeah. white. Straight through. straight through. Full confidence. I thought that big was a bigger step than it was.
3: Big, big fat up over the oh.
1: That was home. elegant. That big one fat. was elegant. Speaking oh, of. Speaking of elegance. That gave me goosebumps. That did. That did. That, hey. Speaking of elegance. That was
0: that was honestly the best game of football I've ever commentated. It was the crowd, the the players, that, if only Konza could kick a fucking... <laughs> okay, wait, goal. Not this again,
1: Jay ball Speaking of elegance and front rowers <laughs> having some elegance, we've also got one last <laughs> clip of an elegant front rower. Oh, fuck. In full flight. Oh. In full flight, so if you see, there's a front rower that goes tup to tup whack down. Now that was good technique. Um, point up the stairs. Whoa. Right? Um, so, you know, that's, that's, just, that's just the... As we, oh, he rewound it. Oh, that's just some front rowers just playing some good footy, good technique, open spaces. Let them run all day, I say.
2: Who's that? Oh, Dowler.
1: <laughs> that was Jay Bor. Uh, have you paid for that vase yet? Or? No, nah, no, no. Nah, I nah. think
0: Gorko actually said he's like, if you make any money off YouTube, we'll go halves. Oh, right, I don't know. <laughs> halves or nothing is still nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right. So half of zero is zero. But uh, yeah, people ask, like, why don't you drink anymore? <laughs> Shit like that. Have man. you? Have you part of the half a million of people that have
1: watched that video? <laughs> Five hundred thirty thousand, I think it's at Zachy? Yeah. About yeah. 530. Great. Let's try and get it to six fifty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect uh, dismount on YouTube. It is, yeah. Uh, that's Battler's Bench. Jay Ball, back to you.
0: Thanks for that, Big Fat das. Appreciate it. I'll give you a round of applause on that one. That was actually a very good little segment, <laughs> Big Fat Dust. Good stuff. Um, but actually, you've got um, – we've got a bit of a scoop next week. We've got an interview with the new Wallabies defence coach, Brett Hodgson, don't we? <laughs>
1: yes. Did you tee that up? Yes. Y- yes, possibly that's in the works, yes.
0: Awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Mate, so, that's absolutely um,
0: huge. First Eddie, now Brett.
1: <laughs> First Eddie, now... We're just naming them all. Who else? Mal Meninga.
0: Mal going to be on. Yeah, that too. Announcing his political run. <laughs> that, that was good, eh? That was bloody good. All right, Big Fat dust. That's another bloody awesome segment um, out of the Battlers' Bench. Now, um, just real quick, while we're on the blower to Nella... Um, just talking in regards to the Reds and all this sort of stuff. It was actually announced, uh, Atco says, done deal. Reds, Rugby and Wallabies flanker Fraser McRyders re-signed on a two-year deal. Big things ahead for the hard-working forward for Mozzie 7 of the competition so far. Got to agree on all counts there, but Dallin, that's that's absolutely massive. We, we've heard from guys like Wilso and, and, and Fraser in the past that they just love Queensland. They don't want to play anywhere else. They want to play for the Wallabies and they want to play rugby. Like that... To see that it is just so heartening to see eh?
2: Yeah, it is. It's exciting for not only just the Queensland Reds, but for you know the Wallabies as well. Obviously, there's a lot of young <laughs> talent, and these boys aren't young anymore. You know, they're 24. You know, starting to get into the into the prime of their careers. And with what's ahead in the next, you know, four or five years, it's exciting to have you know, a lot of them sticking around. Obviously, there'll be, a, I think, there'll be a few more, you know, moving down the track in the next couple of weeks that we'll see. But, you know, Fraser, it's exciting for him to be around through to the lines.
0: And you have to say he's heir apparent to Michael Hooper, and potentially heir apparent to Michael Hooper in the Wallabies fold in, in regards to the captaincy. I mean, there's been a lot said in regards to Fraser McWright's playing ability, but his leadership, evident, you know, by the Aussie Under 20s um grand final run and all this sort of stuff but he he is just such a a wise head on a young body eh?
2: Yeah he certainly is. He ever he was when the kind of when he first started, you know, coming into the fold, you know, as the Aussie 20s captain, but he's he just a, a terrific job leading around the park, but he's just a cool calm head and he's an intelligent bloke who, you know, can lead a team and it's exciting for Queensland to to have another leader like that and and then potentially, you know, maybe down the track he does become Wallaby captain.
0: Hell yeah. Grammar boy too. Mm. Doing the boys proud. No,
1: that's um, like uh, speaking of leading from the front and um, having confidence in your team, and h- him signing on for another couple of years with the Reds, Australian rugby. That kind of says
0: it all. Hundred yeah. percent. I thought you were about to say. Speaking of. Uh Leading from the front and being ahead, and being able to back <laughs> your team and all this <laughs> sort of stuff. Roll we the were going to roll into no, we were going to we'll roll in. Oh, roll into the uh, the tipping comp because oh. of the weekend just gone. Was that that was a uh, good segue? <laughs> <laughs> which you forced.
2: <laughs> it was a good segue if you'd have done it. No. <laughs> just before we move on, you know oh. that game where you scored and we won.
0: <laughs> I think you remember distinctly. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: Every year on that day, the boys always message Conza.
0: Whoa. That's sick. Right. That's so brutal. That's the most that brothers feel shit ever, eh? Like, yeah. yeah. I just... <laughs> no
1: wonder Nella doesn't pl- want to play at brothers uh, anymore.
2: That. Bro- that, that is
1: gross,
0: you
2: salty. Man.
1: That's gross. I don't even like it. That's gross. That's sick.
0: No. That is sick. Who? Who does it? <laughs> no, Everyone. Do that, yeah. Everyone. It's, it's, that's bad. We'll talk about it after the show. Sounds <laughs> like a real mouth. Speaking thing. of after oh, the show I mean, <laughs> <tipping>. <laughs> <laughs> Um yes, the tipping comp. Um somehow after three rounds the Battlers are up two, two to zero. So as we said last week, they all backed the same except for the Battlers backed in the rebels, not only to beat the spread, but they actually came away with the dubs. So um, still, starter's going four from six against the line, but the Battlers, man, five from six against the line, and the only one they got wrong was the Chiefs didn't win by more than twenty-two and a half. They won by twenty-one. <laughs> mate, the Battlers yeah, are killing. We were in for
1: you about that twenty-one, twenty-two, and friends and I we couldn't agree, and so <laughs> oh, you just
0: went with the Chiefs. Yeah, went the Chiefs. But <laughs> mate, it's pretty bloody no, good, t- man. T- t only like, two, though, it's only two You've yeah. got the shit munchers against the former pros and. It's true. You've got to pick your game up, Dal. We do. We do. We Speaking do, we of do. picking up your game, <laughs> let's go forward to this week then. So, we've got the Canes 15. So, all the home sides are favourites. The Canes 15.5 points. Uh, they're giving the Tars 15.5 points at home. Who are you going? Tars. All right. They went the Tars too. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, are we going to have another one of these? All right. Chiefs 23.5 points over the Rebels at home. Chiefs are at home. Mm-hmm. 23.5 points. Oh, that's where the point of difference is. Let's see what happens. Big fat Das. Um, all right. Blues, literally, it's a half a point favourites over the Satyrs at home. So you pitch literally just picking who's winning this one: this Blues or the Satyrs. Blues at home. And you
1: can't pick draw, which I've already had yeah. an argument with Jay about. Can <laughs> you can't
0: pick your own, <laughs> own line, bro. But uh, so I mean, you look at this one: the Blues at home. Blues probably the form team in the competition outside of the Chiefs. But the Saders, reigning six-time champs. Mm. Uh, I just don't think the Crusaders lose two in a row. Yeah, but they just. They but lost. do the Saders lose? Uh, do the Saders go one one and three to start a Super Rugby season? No,
2: they did just lose Fletcher Newell, though as well. He's out as well.
0: I'm gonna say. Crusaders win. Crusaders yeah. win. Yeah, Battlers did the same. Brumbies eight and a half, eighteen and a half point favourites over Moana at home.
2: Yeah, Brumbies.
0: Ooh, that's different too. Highlanders seventeen. What? They went. They went Moana Pacifica to to beat the spread. spread. Eighteen and a half points. Dars, uh, run us through your reasoning behind that.
1: Uh, I panicked. No, no. Um, <laughs> I just. Uh, <laughs> Brumbies aren't a team that'll just run away and really put away a team, they'll put their whole bench on, they'll still play for position. You know what I mean? They don't... Panic, man. (laughs) Refer to my first answer. Uh,
0: Nada. Highlanders giving 17.5 points to the Force on a Sunday Arbo down in Otago.
2: Ooh, that's the hardest one. Mm.
0: Because it shouldn't be too cold, Sunday Arbo footy. So the Force are up 17... Seventeen and a half. So two and a half tries. Converted tries.
2: I'm going to say the fourth.
0: Ooh. Nice. Now we're getting a bit of difference here. Reds thirteen and a half point favorites over the Drewer at home. Reds. You go on the Reds? Yeah. Ooh. Battlers meant the Drewer. So this is this could be make or break. This could get the starters in the game. But uh, 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 we're starting to get to the, the stage of the season where you've probably got your clear winners picked, but I mean when you're betting against line. line it, it's line's hard, yeah. But it is hard, but it's it does sort of highlight, you know, like it does make it difficult because some of these are like three try wins. But really, I like, I mean, the Chiefs are giving 23.5 yeah. points to the Rebels. The Rebels have been pretty bloody good. And we saw on the weekend the Chiefs against the Highlanders, it, it took them a while to put them to the sword. So, I don't know. Like, it, it, it'll be interesting to see sort of what happens in Super Rugby for the back end, but... Good times. Yeah. We've got a little bit of variance still there, spicy. which is good gas. But Speaking still... of good times. No, no. Roll it, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, now it's time for our rugby segment. Let's just knock it on the head. Dalen, starting with yours, Josefa Tamani from the Fijina Drawer, mate. Absolutely awesome. He's, he is so exciting.
2: He's been outstanding the first three weeks of, of Super Rugby. He's been phenomenal, obviously, on the weekend. Just got up again. Wonderful try on that right edge, as we see here. But he's just been everywhere. He's...
0: Phenomenal. Like He's and just an elite athlete, but just gets through so much work. Awesome sighting for the Drua. It's good to see guys like him, but also, say, like, said Drua Sese and stuff mm. like that going back to Fiji. I mean, Joe Tamani for the Wildfires last year, I think he actually oh. picked up the Pack Player of the Week two, maybe three weeks in a row, just because he is that electric. Like, he's got this insane skill level but he's also his ability to break tackles and then get these offloads is absolutely awesome. It is. Like his his work around the field is, is second to none mate. He is a gun. Mm. He's a giant. It was very impressive. <laughs> he's, he's big. <laughs> and when that he looks comes like he's bulked he's up a bit this season oh, too he definitely. he was, has, he was, he a string, was a string, string bean last yeah. year man. Like he was built like a 12-year-old vegetarian. But like he's bulked up now and he's looking bloody good man. So Exciting to see Joe Tamani um, chopping up Doss. Um, as we said, was a late scratching this evening, but he had to go with Carter Gordon. Like he, Carter Gordon, big fat Doss is coming along in leaps and bounds. But just look at the stats there: one try, five carries. Like he's starting to get so many more quivers to his bow, yeah. and, and shit like that. Like just the dinky little kick turning around the opposition. Like, and then he's got this long kicking game as well. Like he he's actually becoming. The complete package for an aussie 10. he's getting that uh well he's consistent
1: he used to have flashes of brilliance last year his consistency to keep doing that kind of work is uh this year it's really starting to compound but is it a coincidence that he's playing this well and he has that rude hair right yeah i don't know the complete package right (laughs) he's got the, the hairs on point He's playing good footy.
0: That right there highlights Carter Gordon to a T as well. It's like Doss touching it last he, week. He He's hit, a mongrel, up, mate. Yeah. Like two or three years ago when he was first year out of school playing for the Doggies, I remember I was still drinking because I was. I may or may not have slept from the night before and I was shit canned at the footy, having a whale of a time. And it was Brothers Against the Rebels. Oh, the rebels. No, <laughs> <West. laughs> <laughs> <The> Freudian. <Jake, laughs> yeah, yeah. on the Rebo, Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> but mate, like, I think the, I think brothers ended up coming back to win it um, with three tries in the back end of the game. And but Carter Gordon down on that hillside, standing on the hill, just the crowd was revving him up, yeah, yeah. and three or four times he shot out of the line. As a 17 year old, and just sort of. smoked blokes. He folded T Bone Maloney. Like, no mean feat. And, 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 like, that's what he is, mate. Like, he is a mongrel, man. He's got, like, real piss and vinegar about him, and it's just awesome to see. So, I love seeing him playing some good, consistent footy, and I love the shit chop. Friends, yours, Harry Wilson.
2: Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah.
0: Did I say Friends? <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> <shit. laughs> that does. No, no, not the krill switch. Big fat ass. You talk for krill switch.
1: Mate, uh, just Harry <laughs> Wilson. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, he was just doing, just doing his Harry Wilson things. Those hit ups he does, where he has no, isn't no like, no like, regard, no for regard his for his body, and he just throws it at the line. And he's, um,
0: he's I think he had twenty four carries on the so weekend. So say so
1: so his work rate as well. So he's not just doing that. Once every 10 minutes, big hit up kind of thing. He's actually, like, see him get back there? Yeah. Like, he's just, um, he's, and he, just that big body number eight, just getting around the park. Harry Wilson. <laughs>
2: no, he's, he's been immense. Like, he, <laughs> his work rate has been outstanding. And to me, he's almost the form eight of the competition, right? Yeah. Him and Fraser McWright, seven and eight, they've been outstanding. He, I feel like, has a new lease on life because of, you know, Eddie coming in, he feels like he's now a chance to represent his country again, which which is what yeah. he wants to do. So, for me, he's just been leading from the front, which is exactly what the Reds need.
0: That's two spring tours now that he's missed yeah. consecutively. And after big super rugby campaigns yeah. and after, all right, <coughs> wallaby campaigns. But uh, he's clearly got a chip on his shoulder now and he's gone back, spent two preseasons getting better. And we actually spoke about that, you know, you know, is it good for him to spend these pre seasons working on his game? And it looks like it has, because he's now just he is ripping and tearing. So it's good to see Wilson chopping up.
1: Yeah, big time, Harry Wilson. Harry um,
0: Wilson. for you, big fat ass, it's Semasoni, Takayaho.
1: I just love. Well, as we talked about it before, just seeing, I just love seeing a big, big two yet again. Like, like you've got Dane Coles and you've got uh, Cody Taylor. But Sammy Sony, he's just he's just another fifteen kilos of him. And just him bullocking everywhere, just running up legs.
3: He loves like, it, right. he...
1: But I, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. Like
0: he's He's been getting he's... that starting All Blacks two jersey in the back end of last season. Yeah. And quite rightly and, and that's no mean feat, you've got Dane Coles who is so highly regarded and so well respected and, yeah. and almost had a lock on that jersey until Cody Taylor came along and did what Cody Taylor does. Yep. And for someone to come along and, and edge out Cody Taylor, like, that's not easy to do. Yep. And, mate, he if he keeps going the way he's going, there's an argument to be made he could be the best hooker in the world. Like, 100%. He yep. is phenomenal, man. And, like, you don't see so many big ball-running front rowers that also are good at the technical aspects. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, his scrummaging is good. You usually lose. Good Good scrummager, terrible around the park. Exactly. Or
1: or good around the park. Yeah. Lose up the scrums. But he's a
0: big body with a big motor too. and And also technically very sound. So, Semisoni Talco who's absolutely awesome. And then mine, I couldn't... I wanted to say the entirety of the French side, but it had to be Thibault Flamont. Like, this guy is an absolute freak. Six foot eight. Went to the... uh, Loughborough University and said he was a fly half. And the coach (laughs) went, "Eh, nah. (laughs) come on in turn him into a second rower, ended up at was then at clermont Ah, uh, no Toulouse, i think it is and uh since then made his debut against argentina last year and he's been absolutely immense mate he is an absolute gun an absolute gun and, and gone a roundabout way spent he's i think he was uh spent lived in singapore then moved to belgium so he's never really been on the radar and hence why he sort of has come out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But after his debut against Argentina in November, he's been so good, man. And
2: how does a Frenchman end up at Loughborough University? 34.
0: Well, because he's from Belgium, actually. And he was Yeah, well, he's he's Belgian. <laughs> and he was like, so, you know, you look at, say, a Roman Entemac, right, who's yeah. been literally in the Toulouse system since he was five years old, his old man, Etienne or whatever the hell, Emile, sorry, playing at the 99 World Cup, like... He's been on the radar the entire time. This guy lived in Singapore with his family, then moved to Belgium and then was like, oh, you know, know. not really in the system, so I'll go to uni and get my international business degree. Was like, oh, I'll play fifth grade, fly half. And the coach's like, all right, shut the hell up. Turned him into a second rower and then started at Wasps. So, you know, got his Guernsey playing in the English Premiership and then, yeah, Toulouse are like, no, no, come here, please. So 25 years old. Hell of a story, but you know, six foot eight, mobile, mate, he is so sick. Just what the French need is another awesome second rower because they already stole many Miyapu from us as well. Bitter,
1: very bitter, actually.
0: Any bees? that rounds out this week's episode of the Pack Rugby Show. It's been a long one, so thanks very much for tuning in. Dallin, big fat Dar, thanks for showing up. Krill Switch, thanks for nothing. Um, Doss, mate, all the very best Uh, Yeah, Bub is looking like it's going to be on the way If not soon, it'll be in the next couple of days So, mate, wishing you all the best, Doss It's going to be absolutely awesome for you, man Expecting your fourth kid Jesus Christ (laughs) Nella thought he was tired (laughs) Doss hasn't slept in about eight years Um, (laughs) But it's been an absolutely awesome episode once again Thanks so much everybody tuning in Zachy Boy and the ones and twos from Double Take Studios Couldn't do it without him Um, But in the meantime, enjoy your footy this weekend. Stay safe and we'll see you next week. Ciao.